Hello, I'm Casey Budd. Super excited to be a part of this. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy to be a part of the Pranic World Festival. If someone told me a year ago that this would be happening, would not believe you. Just to give some background on my journey as a breatharian and my overall pranic lifestyle. Hopefully you don't mind all the birds and the fun stuff going on, but that's also a part of the pranic lifestyle. About a year ago in February of 2019 is when I first discovered breathwork and the power of the breath and how nourishing this tool that we have all day long is constant with us. Um, I learned how powerful that is. Shout out to my oldest brother, Taylor Budd. He is definitely someone who paved the way. He led me through my first breath session last February. And in the beginning, it was more so just like mechanical, you know, you're just like unlearning a lot and learning all at the same time. And so it was a lot of just like more so physical. But when I started to really implement it in my daily life, First thing in the morning, hour long, totally internal moments of just being within the breath and just surrendering to wherever the breath wants to take me. Man, <laughs> I one day really think I might write a book on how much that has changed my life. It really became more of a deeper spiritual practice. And as we know, breath means spirit. I mean, literally spirit means breath, breath means spirit. Inspire means to breathe. It's been the most inspiring thing in my life for sure. Um, I think dedicating this time to this thing that we have all day long and showing this gratitude for it, which is something we don't really do, right? I mean, we do all these other things, all these other practices, but the breath is the constant. Just like change is constant, so is the breath. It's with you throughout everything that you do. Really, really feel like showing that gratitude for this simple thing, which is so beautiful of a simple thing, has in return just, the abundance has been surreal. So not to, not to ramble too much, but, uh, the past year has definitely been by far one of the most life-changing years of my life in so many layers, in so many ways. I've shed so much of my ego. So many little things and big things have happened just in one year of dedicating my life to just prana and the breath and nature and sun and realizing like how much these simple elemental nourishing tools are so vital. Currently today, it has been a little over a year that I have been living a pranic lifestyle getting full off of the sun, full off of prana, air, energy, um, full off of dance, music, and it's it's the happiest I have. Honestly, I can say this is the happiest I've been ever. Ah, crazy to admit and say that. And just some like background on me. I'm originally born and raised in New Jersey. Uh, I now currently live in Atlanta, Georgia. So if there's anybody in Atlanta, hey, 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 I am here. I love doing one-on-one -on -one sessions. I teach breathwork classes at a yoga studio here, Avo Yoga Studio, shout out to them too. It is, breath is literally life, it is spirit. It has changed my entire frequency and thus attracting a whole different reality. So one of the number one questions I probably get all the time is what is the difference between fasting and chronic living? I have personally done fasting without practicing breathwork and practicing a pranic lifestyle and it is completely different. In my experience, the breath makes fasting so much easier. Your cells are so oxygenated that there's no resistance or like trying involved with fasting. It's completely just a way of life. Pranic lifestyle to me is a way of life versus fasting is more of like, I'm gonna do a 10 day fast. You know what I'm saying? There's a, a measurement of life involved when you do like challenges or fasts or cleanses or detoxes. Whereas pranic lifestyle is literally like, there's no need. It's not like I'm trying to not need or trying to not want. I just literally don't need. Fasting has been a breeze. In the past, it wasn't always so easy, but now it is like 
completely effortless. You know, you try to film a video in the woods and like no one's there. And then, you know, when you start to film a video, everybody comes out of the woodworks. In the past, I have done fasts such as like fruit fasts or even like three day juice fasts or little things like that. But there was so much trying, there was so much effort, there was so much like resistance and whatever pushes has to pull back. I noticed within the first month of practicing breath work every day that my appetite just decreased. I realized like, wow, I can't breathe as deep if I eat heavy, you know, the denser the food, the shallow the breath, the shallow the thoughts, it's a ripple effect. I was previously vegan, um, and then right before I learned breath work, I was like pretty much raw vegan, for the most part, probably like 75, 80% raw vegan, um, which was already like, I could tell that was already shifting a lot, just eating more like high vibrational electric foods, uh, because you know, we are electric beings. It was just a crazy shift in like my overall like magnetization, uh, because once I started to like eat lighter, it was so much easier to attract more. Again, my frequency completely changed. And within that first month or two of practicing breath work every day, um, some big changes I noticed were I was sleeping way heavier than I've ever slept before. It made me wonder if I'd ever really fully been resting in the previous sleeps. Um, I just remember sleeping really, really deep. And then on top of that, not needing as much sleep as I thought I did. When I first started uh, learning how to do it and everything, I, I was working a really, really crazy job. It was like a 12 hour day, 60 hour week kind of lifestyle. And so I was only practicing breath work like right before bed. And I really, really noticed how much deeper I was sleeping, how much more vivid my dreams were. And again, my appetite just totally like was not the way it used to be. Um, I think when I first learned breath work, I effortlessly went on probably a 30 day liquid fast. I didn't really keep track. Um, I kind of just lived. And I think that was what the biggest changes or biggest perspective shift for me was, was like, Oh, like in the past when I was fasting, it was so hard because I was measuring life. And anytime you try to measure life, you're ultimately like putting limits on it. And then you're not really in harmony with it. Like everything comes down to alignment and harmony. And naturally with breath work, I feel like I started to be more aligned and started to do things more naturally and more like to who my whole being is like moving with more awareness instead of just total mental. My decisions were just more in tune than just like an external or like just a mental or just a temporary satisfaction thing. And yeah, from there it just kind of became a way of life. Like fasting was just like, okay, again, I, I wasn't even counting. And that alone was a big shift for me because I was always like, okay, I got a 30 day, I got a two week, I got a 10 day, a three day. Like I was always trying to like conquer this mountain, but instead it was like, okay, if you can do that and feel that amazing for those 10 days, why wouldn't you live like that? And I know that's like a big unlearning thing for people. And they're like, wait, what? We have to need these things. but. I think you realize it's really the happiness of pursuit that a lot of people tend to kind of get stuck in instead of the pursuit of happiness. People want to want. So breathwork and the pranic lifestyle, you're like so in the Tao, in the center, in the nothingness where you, you're not necessarily attached to any outcome or anything. You're just totally being in the breath. And so it's a, it's a way different lifestyle than just like I'm going to do a fast. I'm going to detox. Like it is a way of life. I would definitely recommend, and I tell everybody this to start every morning. First thing before tea, before water, before coffee, before whatever you regularly do. First thing, like literally first thing for at least 10 to 30 minutes, practice breath work, deep diaphragmatic breathing from the belly, lower lungs, where all this blood lives that we really don't use much throughout our day. Like really consciously, Breathing out, filling up the belly like a food baby, <sighs> sucking it in. Shameless plug, I have one-on-one -on -one sessions you can book. I also have guided breathwork audios and I have a plethora of stuff if you're interested in learning on your own, but um, just really practicing that daily, committing to that. Like I always tell everybody, you commit to yourself for like two days, 
like two hours for two days, like an hour each day. Can you commit to yourself and just see what two days with the breath feels like versus without? It's a total shift. <laughs> and I think the big thing with breath work is a lot of people might not even see how much it's changing their lives until they look back. Because same for me, um, you know, I was, I was practicing it and I was trusting in it, but I was like, I mean, I guess it's working. I guess I'm fasting a little easier, but it wasn't until I like looked back six months and I was like, I'm not wearing makeup anymore. I've gotten rid of so many clothes. I only really hang out with high vibrational people that like boost my spirit. Um, no more like toxicity and things. Uh, the abundance was insane. It's just mon like money wise, love wise, uh, career wise, everything. It's one of those things that you gradually are you build on and you look back and you're like, wait, what just happened? So my biggest advice is like dedicate yourself to two days, first thing in the morning, empty stomach, really, really feel what it feels like to be empty. Um, it's best practice in my opinion, and I think most of us could agree on an empty stomach first thing in the morning in a fasted state. So you can really breathe deeper. Like that blockage of food is really going to make it hard to really, really expand the belly, breathe from these, these lower lungs, massage the digestive tract, uh, break up the parasite nests and all that other gross stuff. And uh, it's really going to allow you to get more prana, have no blockages involved. So, and also a huge thing I say to anybody who's trying to make a lifestyle change is to be patient with yourself. That is so important. Um, I get questions all the time about how to go vegan or herbal supplements or fasting, breath work, chronic living. Be patient with yourself. It's a walk, not a race. It definitely, for me, was definitely a walk. There were so many learning curves involved and I'm still forever learning. It feels really good to learn. So I don't know about anybody else, but I really love learning, like, especially about yourself. I think we spend a lot of time learning about all these external things, all these other things, all these other people, but some of us don't even know where our kidneys are in our own bodies. They're in your lower back for the record. Another great reason to breathe deeper and from the belly, you really massage the kidneys. And you'll, you'll realize also, if you're like having a craving or an emotional craving, if you just take like 10, like really deep belly breaths, I can almost guarantee you that you will not be as hungry as you thought you were. Your cravings will definitely decrease. And you'll really see where your, emo like where your appetite really is, your emotional appetite, because so eating is such an emotional thing. It's habitual, it's celebratory, it's emotional. Um, we do it a lot to fill voids. Uh, I've done a lot of one-on-one -on -one sessions with people or group sessions uh, of leading breath work and people will be like, oh, I'm hungry afterward. And it's because it releases so much tension within the body, so much emotion, so much things come to the surface. And that can be a variety of things. It doesn't necessarily have to be emotions, but pain, anything, physical pain can come to the surface and Food is this blockage. It's this, it literally suffocates, you know, inflames the organs to digest the food and it just creates separation. Um, and there is no separation. And that is the biggest, I think, message here to learn with all of this is that there is no separation. All that to say that food can definitely create a blockage um, and can definitely just fill a void. And if you practice filling the void with the breath instead, it completely shifts your whole reality. So I feel like I could talk for hours about all of the abundance and all of the changes that have happened since going this route with my lifestyle. But to just name some few really, really pleasant experiences and really, really memorable moments since starting this journey. Well, one, the day and the time that I first learned the breath was a really, really magical experience because it was so effortless. And so I have to acknowledge that moment. I was in Arizona uh, with my good friend, Audra Bear, who is probably somewhere on here too, uh, and my brother, Taylor Budd. And he is who led both of us through breath work. He's taught Audra, he taught me. Again, just having that effortless fast 
for the first like 30 days was amazing. Like knowing that I'm capable of that. I think a lot of times you're like, oh, I'm not capable. But like that thought didn't even come to my mind. There was no thoughts to combat. And so that was beautiful in itself. But aside from just breathwork memories and just some abundance and some beautiful moments that have happened since. For one, I now teach breathwork classes here at Atlanta at a yoga studio, like I mentioned earlier, something I never even envisioned for myself at all. Like at all, that's really insane. But, uh, I actually had an article published recently about my breatharian lifestyle and just having that like exposure and exposing people to this lifestyle is a beautiful thing because I was really, really grateful that a lot of the response was positive. Um, you know, it can be looked at as like an eating disorder or somehow, you know, anorexia or whatever. And uh, I'm fully nourished, fully happy, fully living very, very abundantly and very, very joyously. So it was really, really great to get like good exposure about the breatharian product lifestyle and to have great feedback on it as well. I will say probably one of the biggest life events <laughs> that has happened actually within the last few months is I got a van. There was a period within this last year where uh, I think it was like around last fall where I was like really, really dedicated to the breath. I was doing probably like two, three hours a day. Um, I really didn't have anyone to fill the void with. I, I wouldn't say I was like lonely, but I was definitely spending a lot of time in solitude. And so I found myself spending so much time doing breath work. So long story really short, during all these moments of solitude, I was really, really just like shedding so much of my ego, so much of the need, so many of the values I thought like made me who I was. It was like, I don't need any of that. There's so much more to my core than this like external image that I'm attached to, this identity I'm attached to. And long story very short, I started to look into van life and it seemed like the perfect thing for me. Well, for one, living a product lifestyle, we don't need much. So the van life kind of just made sense. You know, less is more really became a lot of my lifestyle and my beliefs. And listening to the Tao Te Ching, one of like the most phenomenal pieces of literature, I don't even like, to, I feel like calling it literature limits it. Honestly, it was written before the Bible, it was before God, it was, it, it is the all. If you haven't read the Tao Te Ching, I just highly recommend it. I think it coincides perfectly with this lifestyle. Um, of knowing that like non-action is action and less is more ultimately um, and more is less. I, I really just surrendered and like got comfortable with losing control, which is something I know in the past, I don't think, man, if two years ago somebody was like, you're gonna live in a van, I would be like, okay, but like how? Like I have too many clothes, I have too many things. And now I'm just kind of like, okay, all of that is replaceable. Like none of that really makes me who I am. Like I don't need any of those things. Like those could disappear tomorrow and I still have the breath, I still have me, I still have the sun. Like I'm grateful for these really simplistic things that I feel like we usually take for granted. And so it makes those other things look almost like less than, like what? <laughs> so all in all, manifesting a van in my life is a long, crazy story, but follow me on YouTube to hear more about it. It's been a beautiful thing just to like give everything up to receive everything. I really, truly stand by that and believe that 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 has really happened for me in the last year. Okay, last beautiful memory of mine was actually back in March. I hosted my first retreat. It was a liquid fasting retreat. I led everybody through breath work maybe two, three times a day. It was a three, two and a half day long uh, weekend retreat here in Georgia. It was magical. It was really, really when I realized like the proof is in the pudding, like everybody there effortlessly was fasting. For one, it builds this community to do it with others. And it's so much easier when you have a team with you that's breathing with you, that's fasting with you, that, you know, we're going on walks together, we're out in nature, we're filling up on all these other things, realizing everything is food. 
everything you consume environmentally in all levels is food. It was just a beautiful like transformation just in two and a half days that people were like, wow, I've never fasted before in my life. And this was like so effortless. Like even when their cravings came up, they would just come back to breathe and be like, wait, I'm not even really hungry. I just was bored. Or it just felt like some entertainment, like something to do, but I'm not really hungry. And it was just honestly one of the most magical moments of my I guess adult life because I never in a million years thought I would host a retreat. I've always wanted to go to spiritual retreats and to be able to say that I've hosted one successfully, everybody left there like a family. Amazing. So some unpleasant experiences, but it's kind of hard to even call them unpleasant, right? Because I think if anyone realizes this with the breath work, it brings up a lot of old tension, old emotions or new, just things you didn't know were there. Um, I know I can wholeheartedly say that, that there's some days I wake up and I do my breath work and I'm like, I thought I was in a good mood today. <laughs> and then I'm like crying or I'm really angry or, you know, just something comes up that I didn't know was there, brings everything to the surface. I can honestly say that like even the bad days and the bad moments since practicing breath work really, really weren't like bad days. Like the whole perspective has totally changed because you really realize like, what is this teaching me instead of why is this happening to me? And you kind of ultimately know that there's always a yin to the yang. You always know that there's it's in perfect harmony all the time. Life is always in perfect harmony. There's there's never too much yin over yang. You know, the world like wouldn't even be what it was despite everything that's going on and with all the chaos that we might hear about and see. It's all in perfect harmony. You know, it's it's a grand, huge awakening, if anything, that's happening right now. And it's really exciting. It's a really, really exciting time to be alive. Um, I don't think it's a chance to be super naive and totally just think that this is all a great, beautiful moment because it is. It definitely is. There's a lot of people waking up um, just to share some personal stories about what's going on right now. Both of my parents actually were diagnosed with COVID-19 and they have both successfully conquered that. But I just think it's amazing slash ironic that the doctor that my dad went to go see, first thing she recommended was breathing techniques. He needs to go home and practice deep breathing. So that alone just says so much about the power of the breath. Like that's what the doctor recommended, deep breathing. Not any prescription, not anything at all. Breathing, this thing that we do all day long, We've been doing it since birth, this constant, this basic principle that we never really pay attention to. So to name just personally, like one of my, I guess you could say unpleasant experiences. I, I guess I kind of would talk about that moment of solitude, that moment of kind of almost isolation I was feeling was probably like the whole month of November, which for one is a really, really hard month for me. I've lost a lot of family members in the winter time. And one of my closest family members, my cousin, actually passed away around Thanksgiving. November is always kind of a touchy time for me. So I was really, really filling the void with the breath. I was like really filling the void with the breath. And it was really, really healing. It was, you know, a lot of tears and a lot of frustration and a lot of memories of loved ones that have passed. But it was really beautiful to feel them at the same time and heal and realize that like beings are infinite. They're not really gone. You know what I'm saying? Those people aren't dead. Uh, they just have moved on from this realm, but the, you know, everybody is infinite. I think experiencing that alone uh, really, really just showed me like the beauty in vulnerability, the beauty in tears, the beauty in being scared uh, and admitting that you're scared and admitting that you're sad. I think that's a big thing for me that I was really uncomfortable with. Um, and through this lifestyle change and through this perspective shift, realizing that you have everything you need, you know, you're at the table. You just have to change seats and see a different perspective. Like you already have the abundance, you already have everything you need, um, despite what's going on. You know, even these tragic moments and these sad things and this chaos that might be going on, knowing that it's 
it's all in perfect harmony. It's all okay. And vulnerability is really, really strength. I, I definitely struggled with uh, outwardly being sad or outwardly needing something or needing someone or needing attention in that way of like, comfort me. Uh, I grew up very, very independent and very, very like, I got it. I can handle it on my own, you know, as far as emotions go and everything. But I think I've really, really grown to be like, look, I'm not okay and I need help. That alone has just shed so much ego, shifted so many values. Um, and during that time of isolation and like really getting into my emotional layers, realizing the importance of community. I was really on this like track of isolation of like, you know what? I'm good by myself. And it's just funny because I think maybe a week later from having that moment, I was invited to be a part of the yoga community at the yoga studio that I mentioned. And since then, it has been like so many beautiful beings around me and so much like lifting up from others and asking for help and being okay to say I'm not okay. And really like having this confrontation with my emotions instead of like trying to run away or trying to suppress like really facing them um, and feeling good about them. And like crying feels amazing. <laughs> if the whole world cried right now, do you know how much energy we'd probably raise? You know how much lighter the world would probably be? I think everyone probably deserves a good cry, especially during all this chaos right now. So um, knowing that that's totally okay. And that if anything, that's beautiful. The future of the world seems to be turning in a direction that uh, it's really hard to speak on, really hard to say and put into words. Um, I feel like even making this video tomorrow, I'll wake up and be like, could have said this. Uh, so to keep it, I guess, somewhat light, somewhat short and sweet. I do think there is like a very, very, very big, great awakening happening. Uh, 2020, you know, literally waking up, seeing more clear. I think this is only kind of like the beginning of a change. You know, this current state that we're in as a collective, I think there's a lot more stages to come. It's kind of hard to predict or say what's going to happen, but I am very, very excited for the direction that things are going. Way more people are changing the overall pressure of the ether, the pressure of the collective by breathing. Every time you do breath work, you are helping me, you are helping others. You're literally changing the pressure, the dynamics, the energy, the overall collective consciousness. So it does matter, uh, you know, what everybody else is consuming. It affects all of us. We're all one, there is no separation. So with that, knowing how many more people are practicing breath work and are practicing more conscious ways of living, is amazing and I really do think um, the future is pranic. The future is pranic lifestyles. Uh, maybe not, you know, in the next 10, let alone 20 years, but I think we're definitely headed in that direction. And I know it sounds crazy to a lot of people and a lot of my friends even have been like, what is this lifestyle that you live? Why are you doing this? What, what, what? But I think it'll make sense that these basic elements, fire, of water, of earth, of air, how important they are for our daily life. And if you're in harmony with those, you are in alignment with one, with source, with self, with the Tao, with whatever you want to insert word there. And so the more and more we practice this collectively and wake up and really start to question things, I think we're headed in a um, beautiful direction, honestly. It, it, I mean, time will tell what really happens but it is amazing to see how many more people are receptive to this information how many more people are tuning into this pranic festival versus last year or the year before you know what i'm saying me alone a year ago i didn't even know this existed and now i'm a part of it and that alone is just like i'm one person that's transformed so it's it's really really beautiful the direction we're going and um if we continue to spread this awareness of awareness i i, I think abundance is endless if uh 
if more and more of us wake up. I feel like Mother Earth right now is in a cleansing detox state. I think she really has been for a long time, but we're just now really physically seeing it. You know what I'm saying? There's been a lot of signs of this detox happening for years. Uh, and breathwork is such an ancient practice, you know, dating back to Africa and Egypt. And so it's it's been here, you know, again, this constant thing. That isn't just a new trendy hashtag, by the way. I just want to say that breathwork is not just this like new trendy thing. It is ancient stemming from Africa, uh, for the record. <laughs> I think it's beautiful that that practice has become more of a trendy thing, you know, for us to to give into, uh, for us to learn and to practice daily and to spread. And so just knowing that transformation alone from this, from these years and this lifetime and this realm, like the abundance is endless if we allow it to be. So a question I always, so a question I want to answer really quick, uh, because I get it a lot, is how has your body changed physically since starting this lifestyle? And my hair, for one, has grown so fast. <laughs> like, this is the longest my hair has ever been in my whole life. I forever had the narrative that my hair grew really, really slow. I was like, man, my hair is never going to be longer than my shoulders because it grows so slow. The cells are so oxygenated, so full of blood, prana, liquid consciousness, and they are growing. Uh, They're growing my hair very, very fast. My nails have also grown tremendously, and really one of the biggest things is my skin. I think obviously also eating off of the sun and living off of the sun has a huge impact on that. But even in the winter months, when practicing breathwork, because if you're in a place that the climate necessarily might not be warm, breathwork tremendously helps the skin. I mean, the glow has been insane since starting breathwork. Uh, in addition to that, my eyes, if anyone's into iridology at all, my eyes have definitely darkened. A lot of the lymph system has definitely cleared up, um, which is a beautiful thing to notice. Uh, I can't wait to get my iridology test done next year and even see what the transformation is then. I've definitely shed a lot of inches more than weight. I think a big thing people are worried about is like losing weight. Uh, there's plenty of athletes, very well built people that live this lifestyle. Uh, they probably shared that on here already, but um, I think you lose so much emotional weight and water is emotional weight, you know, like water is emotion. And so I've shed a lot of inches, uh, weight wise, I've probably lost five to seven pounds and during some fast, probably maybe 10, depending on what I was consuming or how light of a day I was having or, you know, weeks I was having. Um, but overall, like a lot of clothes just started to not fit anymore. And it was like, okay, but I'm not. But like what changed? And yeah, I really think it was more so like emotional weight, emotional shedding, um, and just losing inches. A lot of just like some parts of my body are definitely more skinny, I guess. Uh, but we always tend to run from that word skinny. But to be swole is to be swollen. Inflammation is inflammation is inflammation, which ultimately just creates separation. To be hard and brittle, you're just gonna break. Soft and supple, man. Soft as water erodes the hardest rock. Uh, it is, you know, there's no need to protect, there's no need to guard, there's no need for this, this extraness on our bodies, this weight that we tend to want to carry around all day. Uh, when you start to practice this lifestyle and shameless plug again, the Tao uh, really, really shifts that perspective as far as like not needing and realizing, uh, you know, you, again, no need to protect, no need, no need, no need. All this talking. <laughs> Another big question that I get a lot. What is a day in the life like? I actually have videos on my YouTube channel if anyone is really, really curious and wants to learn more, uh, you can go check that out, shameless plug. But overall, start the day with an hour of breath work every single day for the past 
year. It has been a way of life. Uh, there's been days that I have missed it and noticed the change significantly uh, midday or even at the end of the day or the next day and have been like, okay, whoa, we gotta. Mm -mm. Um, so breath work first thing in the morning, that's for breakfast. Break the fast with breath work. Um, I try to wake up in the order of the elements, uh, order of the chakras, order of alignment. You know, it's all about harmony. So when you're not moving in harmony with yourself or with the elements or, you know, with the Tao or whatever, the source, that just creates emotional hunger. And again, going back to what I said, that's kind of when you want to suppress, you want to block, you want to um, suffer, suffocate. It's the same thing. There's really, really no separation. I can't say that enough. So yeah, waking up in the order of the chakras, you know, the overall kind of default crown and third eye uh, kind of tend to be default. You wake up, you start to think, you start to visualize, you know, that's kind of already activated uh, deep thinking. Maybe you write or read even. Then I get into healing sounds and the breath. So that's throat chakra and heart chakra um, and air, you know, is the heart chakra. So Healing sounds always start off my, my breath sessions every single time. Uh, the, the vibrations alone cleanse so much, you release so much. Uh, there's various healing sounds you can do also. Shout out to the Medunetter and Rafu Amen. Uh, one of the greatest, second greatest book I would ever recommend. Um, Rafu Amen is a legend uh, forever. He really is the truth. If you're not familiar with him, I would highly recommend reading the Medunetter. It is game changer so following with uh following air we got water fire earth right so those are the last uh few chakras last elements and after breath work i'm really honestly so nourished so full so you know kind of in a processing stage usually whether it's jumping around my room dancing um or crying or writing or reading or calling somebody i love whatever that is uh tends to be a break in the day I guess you could say a filling up on something else maybe I take a walk maybe I go outside yoga is a big part of my life so definitely get some movement in um, you can really really fill up on music I would really honestly say truthfully music is my favorite food <laughs> like love music it's such a beautiful vibration and so I guess following up with that to cover the next three chakras would be an herbal cup of tea so you you know you touch all of them water fire earth you got the water it's heated fire and the herbs are for grounding earth so before easy you know before going into solids or going into denser consumption I always recommend that order because uh, you really really again see where your appetite truly is versus just habitual like eating a bagel when you wake up and realizing like you just do that because you've been doing that for 10 years not because you're really hungry or that this substance really fulfills you in any way so and then from there um, days kind of change it, it really really depends on what you're consuming environmentally again like if I spend a day in the Sun if it's hot out if I'm um, you know laughing a lot or I'm with a lot of people that really really make me feel good genuinely wholeheartedly I can really easily go a day on just water or just dry fasting um, typically though day in the life uh, I would say Arden's Garden is a place here in Atlanta that probably knows me better than I know myself I go in there so much so yeah a typical day probably would be green juice coconut water smoothies um, I'm definitely a smoothie queen over here I make some of the best smoothies ever uh, really simplistic though like two to three ingredients definitely less is more as far as digestion goes and food combinations go but that's typically a day in the life it's it's typically starts with the elements as i mentioned and then going into either a smoothie around anywhere from like noon to three o'clock uh and then 
that can either be a big smoothie, small smoothie. It kind of just depends again how my like environment is and what I'm consuming environmentally because you're always consuming all day long. You're always creating. So if I'm moving in alignment and uh, moving in harmony with everything around me, it can really, really be easy to just like not need. Um, I think a big thing I realized is how much food is entertainment and how much, you know, we do it out of social scenarios and uh, definitely fall into that a few times, but uh, it's only been liquids, um, you know, just getting a smoothie with friends or making smoothies together, having juice parties. Uh, a lot of the times when I've had big juicing festivals and big juicing parties, we never actually drink the juice at the end because we're so nourished by just the activity of bonding together and having that community and making the juice and making it with love. And like, we honestly usually don't drink the juice until the next day. So you really, really realize how much, again, food is entertainment, uh, but those are things I like to entertain myself with daily. Yoga is a big thing that I fill up on. Movement, walking, uh, just being outside really is a huge part of my nourishment personally. And spending time with people that you really, really care about and like loved ones and talking to them on the phone or painting or creating videos or whatever fuels your soul, you know, and like moving with a love instead of a lack. Um, moving with things that really, really fill you up instead of, you know, have you ever finished an activity and you're like, oh, okay, I wanna go eat. It might not have been in alignment with who you truly really are at the core um and I, I really noticed that change within the last year of like i kind of only do things that really really feel good for me and it's more of an attraction instead of a chase as far as those things go too like i haven't had to go seek or go look or anything the opportunities have just kind of found me which has been a crazy beautiful transformation of life Overall, to close out this video, I'm really, really honored to be a part of this beautiful, amazing group of people. This is like beyond something I could ever imagine to be a part of. Again, like a year ago, my lifestyle was completely different. It was a lot of chasing. It was a lot of like want, a lot of need, a lot of feeling like moving in the lack and feeling like there was more to reach for. There wasn't enough. Um, and in the year alone, that has completely shifted. My reality has completely changed. And it's really, really crazy to look back on and realize that I'm making this video right now because future me or past me wouldn't even believe that this is reality, that I'm a part of such an amazing festival and um, spreading such an important message of like the simplicity of life and not needing. Again, um, we tend to want to have this happiness of pursuit instead of the pursuit of happiness. And I think it's, it's really, really about not needing this overall lifestyle, this overall way that i choose to move throughout my days some books i definitely want to recommend if anyone also is just curious about learning some more uh my brother again who taught me who taught audra bear who taught a lot of people about the breath uh has some really really powerful books locked consciousness and 2020 tantra are life-changing and they're like 10 to 13 pages so like anybody can read them they're straight to the point uh they really really get into how everything is the breath everything is a manifestation of the breath the breath control is the mind control and vice versa it's an expression of where your mind is so the more you breathe deeper the more you feel the more you are aware instead of in the mental and totally in the shallow breath and the shallow thoughts and in this thinking mind and attaching your identity to these thoughts and uh decisions to these mental uh, directions that you think might be in harmony with you but again you think you're not being aware uh, you're not feeling truly the deeper you breathe the more you feel um, really where you breathe from is where you live from 
So check in with your breath even right now. See where you're breathing from. Are you breathing from your chest? Are you breathing from your stomach? Um, is it hard? Is there resistance? And just be with that. Be aware of it with no judgment and see if you can practice that throughout the day. Just checking in, seeing where your spirit literally is because that is where your breath is, vice versa. This is the way that we once were as babies. Uh, we were once breathing really, really full, expressing ourselves fully with no shame, breathing deep from the belly. If you look at any child, any kid, that is where they're breathing from. Bellies out totally themselves, fully moving in awareness um, without judgment, without resistance, without thinking. And so this whole lifestyle is really, really getting back to the natural. That's really, really what it's about. And there's so many ways to breathe. I think we all think that there's only like this one way to breathe or there's like one belly breath, but there's so many techniques and there's so many ways to breathe, um, you know, even running and working out, the runner's high is just being a high off the breath. So like you can do the same thing, detoxify the body the same amount by just literally sitting and breathing. 70% of toxins are killed just through breath work. I think it's 15 minutes of breath work equals an hour of running. Like the message here is to just sit down, breathe. It's way more than just, um, you know, the physical of just take a deep breath. It's literally where your spirit is, where your whole energy and vibrations are. So I got to say thank you to the breath. Thank you to the mentors that have taught me everything that I've learned. Um, thank you to the Pranic World Festival for having me. I'm super honored to be here. Wish I could have met you guys all in person, but in due time, maybe next year. And if anything, this whole thing inspires me and inspire means to breathe, but <laughs> inspires me to continue this journey, continue to spread this message, spread this awareness. And thank you guys for having me so much. And if you will end this with me with one last big breath, then we can sign off. So let's all collectively take one last breath together in through the nose, feel the belly expand. Pause at the top. Abs are completely pushed out. Eyes closed, shoulders relaxed, postures upright. Keep holding just for a moment. Exhale from the mouth. Thank you guys so much for having me. It's been a pleasure.